0: Happy Friday Junior everyone. Welcome back to Busy Making Other Plans. Okay, so this morning I looked out my window. I woke up beautifully. I didn't have an alarm. I just I naturally woke up. Uh the sun was rising. The sky was pink. It was like a perfect pink. Like it was like a hot pink. And I just I remember opening my eyes and thinking, wow, like life is so beautiful. And as I'm looking into the skyline, I look down because I have like I'm I'm on a really high floor, so I can I can look down and see what's happening on the ground level. And I see this huge yes, Are you kidding me? The building security the fire alarm has been this happens all building the fucking time. I was in the middle of my story. Okay, I'm I'm gonna come back to this. I'm gonna wait yes, till this I'm annoying woman is done speaking. Okay, she's done. Um, Literally, the fire alarm goes off all the fucking time. So freaking annoying. Anyways, where was I? So I'm looking down from the skyline. I look at the ground and in this parking lot, there is what looks to be a male human bobblehead, but it's like one thousand times the size of a normal head, like it's it's meant for like a statue or something. I just see this huge blonde head with one of those safari hats, like lying sideways on a parking lot, and the first thing to came to that came to mind was, I'm not surprised. We do some weird shit in Toronto. Like, remember that duck? Like, what was it? $200,000 was spent on this, like, rubber duck for the waterfront. And it was just, like, for tourism. Anyways, I was just thinking it was probably one of those things we, you know, like, earlier in the year, I saw, like, a boat with, like, Borat, um you know, just lying out there in his little thong, keeny thingy, um, you know, just making his way through the water. So, you know what? Like, I feel like I just see a lot of weird things at the waterfront. So I'm just, I'm not surprised anymore. So that was really funny. I woke up to see this, you know, this male head. Um, and then I was like, wow, this city. Wow, what a great way to wake up. Anyways, so uh, that's kind of how I started my morning. Man, honestly, every morning this week has been interesting or like scary. You know why? Okay. So I, my building has had these window workers working like every day this week. I don't know what they're doing to the balconies. Um, you know, they came on my balcony, were unscrewing it, made me feel a little, little, little shaken. Like what's going on with my balcony? Why are you taking screws out? I don't think I want to lean on this. Um, but my problem is that, um, I don't feel like we were we weren't properly warned. We, we were told that there were people who are going to be working on the balconies, um, you know, so if you want to close your blinds, go ahead and do so. But they didn't tell us like when that was happening. They didn't tell me when my floor was getting worked on. Um, so, you know, earlier this week, uh, I'm literally like, na- I'm, I'm getting ready. Like I took a shower. Uh, and I am in my room just like getting ready for the day so like I have music blasting and like yes I'm naked because I just got out of a shower and I'm just like looking at myself in the mirror and just like fixing my hair singing along and then as I look in the mirror I look in the background and I see these two workers like in construction uniform looking right into my bedroom and I start screaming like I'm yelling and I'm like Ah!" and I'm like literally screaming because they keep looking into my bedroom and I'm making eye contact with them and they're just not looking away and I'm naked and I'm like looking for something to cover myself but like a fucking chorus like there's nothing around when I need it and I'm like screaming as I'm looking at for things I'm like ah like still looking through my closet to like throw something on so I find my robe (laughs) I run out of my bedroom and I run into Anya's room and I'm like why didn't you hear me screaming and she was like why why are you screaming and I told her because like there's these like balcony workers who are looking in and you know what like I just find it really rude that they didn't even bother to like turn away like they see like a naked young woman and they're just like they keep staring and so it really made me feel uncomfortable and that wasn't the last of them okay I saw them every day this week um Actually, one moment was that was also really annoying. Is like I was taking a nap in the middle of the day yesterday, and you know, like like I like I normally do, take a little little power nap, and um, I wasn't wearing pants. Like I just had like my dress shirt on that's like really big, and I wear no pants in my bed, and so. I hear like near the end of like my nap, like music blasting, um, clearly from a speaker outside, and I thought it was my neighbors. Uh, I just thought like you know like oh like she's just playing music, um, whatever. And I was like you know slowly getting up for my nap. So I get up, I look out the ba- the balcony like out the window and it's the window workers and they're still looking through my bedroom playing music it was them and I see this guy with like a phone out and like I cannot be certain if he was taking photos of me or not but he was facing me with his phone and I was just like so shaken and again like I ran out of my room um and I was just I'm really pissed off right now like okay yes I got it I can flaunt it you know I I'm someone who typically has no shame but I'm just like angry because like Why are you looking in this direction when you see like a woman, you know, not fully clothed? I don't know. I it just it pissed me off a little bit, you know, Um, so I've already decided like if they are working on my balcony, if they come by, if they're making eye contact with me, I'm standing right at that window like nose to glass making eye contact right back at them you know you do not scare me i will fuck you up like i just i always got to like give that vibe out even when i go out like i always like let people know i will fuck you up you know i just i don't ever want anyone to think that i am vulnerable uh, i'm like an easy target um i no you know So that's what I'm going to do if I see them again. We're going to make awkward eye contact. I'm going to give them like some a death glare. uh, and, And that's what's going down. So I'm waiting for you, balcony workers. I'm waiting for you. And you may be thinking, oh, Ashley, like as if like you would actually like fight someone. I would. Okay. I am a short tempered person. I am very confrontational. Listen, growing up, I would slap people across the face for doing nonsense. I remember in grade seven, there was this boy. I think he like called me like a mean name. He did something. It pissed me off. We were in like history class. And I remember like our our desks were on opposite sides of the classroom. I got up. I walked across the classroom and I slapped him across the face. And then I walked right back to my desk. And I was in grade seven. So what is that? Like 13 years old, 14 years old. And I remember everyone was like, ooh. Ashley and he was like pissed but like I did not and he was supposed to be someone who was like he acted hard and I was like I don't give a fuck you pissed me off like I'm not proud of it because I don't go around slapping people anymore obviously but guess what I have it in me so if you ever try something I will fuck you up and I know how to box too so try me bitch try me so you know on a lighter note this weekend um I actually went back home to Ajax and um I actually I haven't been back in two months at least like it's been a long time and to tell you the truth the reason for that is because my mother and I had this big argument um, I want to say at the beginning of summer uh, we were on the phone and we were just like I I was yelling at her really she was explaining to me something that she had done it was a big mistake but it was also her acting out of anger uh, and insecurity and I was just I was giving her shit for it and it it just got really escalated and. Honestly, I felt so terrible about that because like she ended up crying. My brother called me like saying like, you know what, like she was crying in the kitchen. Um, And I felt really bad and ashamed of myself. But at the same time, I was really angry and I didn't think anything I said was wrong. So I just felt like the best thing for me to do was, you know, keep my distance. Um, But, you know, as I started, you know, thinking about what are some parts of my life that I want to fix like where what's important to me like family is just it's so so important to me uh and you know like I remember just like Thursday like I went to church and it just like um God really spoke to me and told me like this is like a, a relationship I really needed to fix so I decided to go home you know I called her on Friday afternoon like I was I was off all last week so I was in a coffee shop I called her and I I was so prepared for her to like yell at me or say like why haven't you come home why haven't you talked to me and just like you know start criticizing me but she didn't she opened she like answered the phone and she was like princess like how have you been long time no here how's life and you know I I love that she started so nice um because it just made me feel so much more comfortable and relieved Um, And we had a good conversation, and she started asking me about all these things she heard from my brother and uh, and my dad, and like I was so happy that she was still like keeping up to date with like what was going on in my life, uh, even though we hadn't talked, you know, because she cares and she's my mother. So it made me really happy, and I decided, you know what, like let's go out tonight. So like on Friday night, we went down um, to the Ossington area, and we just like we went for dinner. We went to like this. Dungy bar um we walked around we went to the hippie market had a lot of fun just we went out because I feel like my mother really needed it and we had a really good time so that was really great and then like it was also my dad's birthday weekend so I spent Friday with her I spent Saturday with him and we saw Shang-Chi great fucking movie love it I'm so obsessed I think it's like my new favorite Avenger movie like I just ugh. I need to see it again if anyone wants to go see it like hit me up I want to see it again um and it was just it was so good um, so you know going home this weekend was really beneficial for me just like you know mending my relationship with my mother spending time with my dad like of course we spent a lot of time together uh, but we hadn't gone to a movie in a really long time and something Ask you should attention, please. no this is the speaking. okay she's finished we're good where was i i think i was talking about how it was a really good weekend yeah it was my dad's birthday weekend so we spent together we spent time together on the saturday saw the movie Um, really, really great time. Went on a hike in Greenwood. I just, I love, I'm obsessed. The the, the green space is phenomenal. We do a lot of exercise when we're there, like just running, hiking, like, and I will go so far as to like literally find like a rope and start climbing the rope and just, and doing fun stuff there. Uh, and I'm, I'm loving that my dad's always down. So I was, I was really happy that we got to like spend some time together. I, I truly love Ajax. I do. Um, I know that, you know, I'm a city girl now and I and I love living here. I don't think I'd ever move back to Ajax um, while I'm still young, but it's definitely somewhere I would consider raising a family. So I just I had a good time back home, but I am, uh, you know, I am back in the city now and uh, I'm realizing that uh, I haven't been as active as I should be, you know, like I took a break from boxing. Um, I've just been going on runs or going to like the occasional spin class. I've been doing like daily walks. Um, and I've been taking the stairs a lot because the bu- the elevators in my building have just been like so bullshit these days. So y- uh, your girl's been walking up, up multiple flights of stairs, okay? Like like at least 20 flights. Um you know, just depending on on where I'm at. But uh it's it's getting really fucking annoying. Um, but let me tell you, my cardio, my cardio is really good. I may not look it because like I said, I I haven't been working out as much as I'd like and I've been eating like I am an elite power athlete, but my cardio is fire. Cause I went back to boxing yesterday and I beat everyone, um, with the sprints and running the hills. Like I was just, I was finished before everyone. I was killing it with the skipping. So the cardio is great. I just, I need to build some muscle. I need to tone up. Uh, and that really just means, you know, uh, watching my diet a little bit more. Let me tell you something though. Uh, I actually did a 23 and me test and, According to my genetics, I am built like an elite power athlete. Like, and and what that really means is that like it's actually really easy for me to build muscle. Um, And, and I guess, and I guess just be really strong, you know, that's, that's my interpretation of it. Uh, And and that makes sense. Like, I feel like I do have like more of an athletic build, like I have really broad shoulders, um, really big triceps, and like my legs have always been super powerful. And you can just you can see the definition. Um, But like my mid, like my midriff, you know, like that's, that's where I gain like all the fat, you know. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm just going to be like tightening up my diet um, because although I do love the fact that I I look like an elite power athlete, I want to also look snatched. So uh, that's that's what I'm going to do. And so I I went to the gym on uh, on Tuesday. And um, like I said, I've been trying to get into spin. I saw that there was like a cycling there was like a, a bike for like cycling there. And I tried to like adjust the seat. Mind you, like when I go to spin classes, I don't like set up the seat, the handlebars and everything like by myself, like I get someone else to do it. I love that they do it for me, but I'm also like, I'm not, I'm not great at it and, and I still need help. So anyways, I thought I got the hang of it this time. I was like, you know what? I've been to enough spin classes. I think I know how to lower the seat. Um, I was wrong. I don't know. I guess I didn't spin the handle on the, on the seat to lower it like strong enough. It just, it wasn't moving. And I spent like 10 minutes like trying to like pull the lever and, and rotate it. And, and I was literally like putting all of my body weight on the seat as I was like turning the knob, trying to get it to like drop down, which obviously is not the smartest thing. Cause if it drops, like you will get injured. Um, and so I was just like, fuck, what can I do? Like, I'm looking like an idiot right now. So I eventually like, I see this man working out nearby. Uh, he's walking around, I guess, taking a break from one of his sets. And I'm like, excuse me, like, do you know how to like, you know, adjust this bike seat. And so he comes over and he's like, Yeah, like I'm pretty sure you just do this. And he turns the knob and it it lowers. And I'm like, fuck, okay. Um the feminist in me is not loving that I had to ask for help for this, especially when it was that easy. But like also thank you. Um so I said thanks and and he went on his way. And as I'm cycling, I can hear these like obnoxious, obnoxious like grunts. And then I hear like the sound of like of weights dropping to the floor. And I was like, oh ew, like that's disgusting." I hate men like that. I hate guys at the gym who just they have to like grouch grunge uh what's i'm looking what am i looking for what's the word i just said it didn't i whatever i i hate when men make like these Disgusting, awful noises while they're lifting weights. Like it's just no one likes it. It doesn't make you look like you're strong or or sound like you're you're working extra hard. Like no, it's it's disgusting. You're annoying. No one wants to hear it. And so I hear those noises. I hear the weights drop, and I'm like, ew, ugh. Like this person. Like I bet you he's wearing like a muscle tank. You know, it's probably it's really low. You can see his nipples. Like I already had a vision of what this man looked like. And so I walk by the weights because I'm gonna go exercise, do some weights and I see that it's the guy who like helped me with my bike and I'm like, okay, this is not what I expected and like, ew, I had like this complete perception of who this guy was that was like totally opposite to the guy who was helping with my bike. Um, But now I'm like, oh, I'm like extremely turned off now because you're like one of those people. Uh, So I was just like, oh, okay, like I want to be nice because you like help me. I'm just going to work out next to you um, and just ignore his noises. It was so hard to ignore the noises. I can't help it. I just I want to when I see something that bothers me or It's just so easy to make fun of. Like, I want to say something. And I like to say to the person because I don't want to talk about anyone behind anyone's back. I like to say it. I like to be funny. I like to call people out. I think they appreciate that about me. Um, It's how I started a lot of friendships. Uh, But I didn't. I held back because I was like, you know what? Um, I don't wish to get to know you. You live in my building. And I just I don't want to have to say hi to an extra person in the elevator. Uh, And So I'm going to ignore this like flaw of you and and not say anything. Um, But moral of the story is don't make that noise. Don't make that noise. Um, You know, great that he helped me. Found out that like it's always the ones you least suspect who do like the wildest, weirdest shit. Um, But yeah, so I just I felt like I needed to share that that little tidbit. Men, don't don't I still don't even know what the word is. Don't grunt. Don't grunt at the gym. No one is turned on by it and no one wants to hear it. Okay, I feel like I I skipped through the issue I had with my mother like way too quickly just right now. Um, so maybe I'll like bring it back and just kind of talk about our relationship because I feel like this is like a really important thing to mention because I don't think I'm the only person who struggled with um, just issues, understanding their parents and, and dealing with them. Uh, and to tell you the truth, like I'm, I'm not really great either, you know, like I'm short-tempered and easily irritated and my mother just knows how to, to get on my last nerve. Um, but it's something that's like really important to talk about because that's how we resolve the issues. Um, and so what I'll say is that like, we've always had a rocky relationship, you know, we've had our good moments. And as a teenager, like she knew a lot about me, she knew my personal life and, and knew about my relationships and she was someone I could confide in. Um, but as I got older, you know, things started to change. Um, I, you know, I was short tempered. I didn't know how to control my emotions and just would lash out. And I just felt like my parents weren't understanding what I was saying. And I was just, I was struggling with feeling loved and feeling worthy. Uh, And it wasn't a reflection of how I was treated. Like I grew up in a very loving household, but it was just like a culmination of being hormonal and trying to find my identity in high school and, and being called crazy or spaz my entire life. And, and those words became triggers as I got older. And, and, when you, and when you're called something so often, you start to believe it. You know, I'm going on a tangent here, but like, you know, last week when I was on the subway, Annie and I um, had met this man. We were on our way to church and randomly this, this man got on. He sat across from us and he was like, excuse me, Jesus loves you. And then Anya replied, thank you. Like, Jesus loves you too. And and he kissed his teeth and like looked away as if he was like disgusted. And then, you know, randomly he started talking to us again and he started saying like, oh, my my phone's dead. And we were like, oh, like, you know, we hope you you find a charge. And all of a sudden his like demeanor changed. Like he just got really hostile and was like, but I'm innocent. Why would I catch a charge if I'm innocent? And like at this point, Anya and I were so confused, like, feeling a little uneasy because we're like, oh, God, what did we just say? Now he's angry. And, and you know, Anya clarified, like, oh, no, no, we meant, like, catch a charge, like, find a charger because you told us your phone died. That's that's what we meant. Um, anyways, so I think, like, he got annoyed or, or whatever, kissed his teeth again. Um, but then he kept talking to us. And so he asked us, you know, where we were going. And we told him, like, we're, we're going to church. And he was like, oh, so you guys actually are Christians. No way. Um, and we were like, yeah, no, like when you said Jesus loves you, like we thought that was such a weird coincidence because we're actually going to church. And, and, and so, you know, he started telling us about how churches have like denied him in the past or, or people at churches have like let him down, um, didn't believe in him. He just, he's had bad experiences with churches. And then he was like, you know, like, you know, I think it's because I got my own demons, you know, I feel like people, people see that and they they don't want to be a part of that. And he told us that his name was Omri, and Omri in the Bible is a evil king. Um, He does evil in the eyes of God, and so he was telling us, like, you know, like, when my parents named me, uh, they named me after an evil king. He, uh, so, you know, I guess I really lived up to my name. I think my dad knew what he was doing when he called, when he, when he named me that, and he just had all this anger, and I told him, like, you know, what's, what's in a name? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, and then he came back and told us like, well, when you're called something so often, you start to believe it. And so that really spoke to me because I started reflecting on like, yeah, like the things in my life that I have been insecure about. I'm insecure about it because it's something that I've been called or it's been mentioned so many times. And he told us, like, that's not that's not what he wants, and he wants to go by his middle name, and he just moved to a new city, um, but people who know him, like, if he goes all of a sudden by his middle name, like, they'll think it's weird, um, and then he, he started sharing a lot, just talking about his time in Toronto and how he has no friends and, like, girls who claim to be Christians, like, they're not christians basically saying like it's always the ones who know all the bible verses but then go out drink party have sex blah 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 and like i don't judge anyone so i'm like you know what like this seems like that girl's not for you that that's basically what i told him it just seems like it's not for you um but you should really check out like a church and he's like oh yeah what church should i check out and we were like okay like our church or you know if you go online the porch and he was like oh my god the porch i know the porch and i kid you not i kid you not his entire like demeanor everything completely shifted and he all of a sudden got like more more joy in his eyes and he was saying like oh like uh yeah i, I know the porch um and we just kind of reminded him just keep listening to it um it's really good we were talking about like we both knew the same pastor it was like our favorite pastor there jp and and you know as we were leaving cuz we had to get off the subway for our ne- for our stop you know anya called him by his middle name she was like bye emmanuel and he was so happy. He was like, "Yeah, like thanks. You know, it was great meeting you." And and to tell you the truth, I think like we were really meant to bump into him. Uh, I think I think that message that we got at church that night was so relevant to like what just happened on the on the subway and how much th- how much pain and hurt there is in Toronto and just you know, trying to make people feel better. Um, but like, that's not what we're talking about. What I'm really, ta- what my point really is, is that words have power. And I was struggling so hard with being called crazy or a spaz my whole life. And so that was something my mother called me a lot too. She would say, you're, you're crazy, you're a lunatic. And it's like, okay, I, I'm i not crazy. Why why do you think I'm crazy? Why, does, why are all these people who are calling me crazy saying that? Because when you're crazy, it means you were actually delusional. Like you were seeing things, they don't exist. Um, But why are you thinking I'm crazy? Because I vocalize my emotions? um, Because I'm telling you when I'm upset? Like, sure, maybe my delivery wasn't the best. But listen, crazy is not what I am. That is not that is not crazy what I'm explaining. A small percentage of our population is delusional. So stop calling people crazy when they're when they aren't unhinged, you know, like because you just make them feel inadequate as a human and and they start to believe it when they hear it a lot and so that was something I struggled with and my mother was like definitely a culprit who would say that to me growing up and and there were just a lot of things going on with my mother and I like we just couldn't agree on anything and to tell you the truth I almost felt like she was jealous of me or or who I was and and the things that I got in life that maybe she didn't and it kind of felt that way just like whenever I got something she needed to get it as well um, but yeah, we've always, we've just had a better relationship when I was away, like when I went away for school, when I was on exchange, when I moved downtown, Are we were better apart, um, you know, and, and when I came home in the summers or if I spent extended amounts of time, time back with my, at my mom's house, we just, we'd fight. We're both stubborn. She's an irrational person, very afraid of things. And, and, you know, I, I'm not, and I call her out and, you know, like I, I get really defensive, um, and then when my parents, like, got separated, like, I just felt like I was a pawn and my mother would, like, use me to get to her own means. And I just, I know she went through a very dark time and did some very evil things in spite of my father. And it, and. You know, I was defensive of him because like either one, like I didn't want her speaking badly of him or two, what she was saying was not true, it was false and like she wouldn't listen to reason um, and create this false narrative. And, you know, I have this desire to be right. I always have this desire to be the, to be right um, and try to prove others wrong. So I would literally like make a case and start like arguing with her about it. And like what I've learned from people in my life who I just, I cherish, I'm so grateful for them is that you cannot win an argument with someone who is less mature than you or less intelligent and I don't mean that to be rude it's just you can't argue with stupid people and I'm not calling my mother stupid I honestly I'm not but like in her case it's like I will never win this argument because we don't have the same level of understanding um you know and it's and nothing, and, it, and nothing will change. And so I've had to accept the fact that some people will never get where you're coming from. Some people will never want to hear what you're saying. Um, and it's, it's hard, but it's something I need to accept if I want to move forward and kind of continue having a relationship with her. And so... You know, when I had that conversation with her on the phone, like I fully intended when I got home to literally have the sit-down conversation about all of these things, about why I felt the way I felt, like how when she does this, it makes me feel this. Like I literally wanted it to be like a therapy session. It didn't work out that way. We literally, like when I got home, like we went out and we had a good time, and it just we never brought up all the conflict. And I and I think that might have been for the best because I just I don't know if I had it in me to get to go there, like because it could get really dark, but. I think that conversation is going to come eventually. And I think now that I've kind of um, mended the relationship, like when it happens, it doesn't sound so me against her. It doesn't sound like I'm telling her what to do, but it's it's hard, you know, and I, I no one should make their mother cry. And I think, you know, truly, I felt bad for making her cry because, you know, she was going through a hard time. But at the same time, I can't see her act this way either. You know, I'm an adult. I'm I, yes, I'm her child, but I'm an adult, and I'm gonna tell another person when I think that they need to seek help. Um. So so that's kind of like our story, and yeah, my message here is like if you and like a parent can't get along, or you have a really hard time getting along. You need to you might need to just accept the fact that you guys will never see eye to eye and for the sake of like your relationship not try to convince them otherwise. You know what I mean? Like some things like sometimes you'll your mother will never understand why you decided to be a freelancer. Uh or will will never understand like how like how hard it is to get through a breakup and like you know telling you is telling you to move on or things like that like and you have to accept that like they have a good heart and like they might not understand you the way you want them to and and that's okay because they're still they're still your mother and like they are acting out of their own experiences. You know, everyone is just the sum of like all of their experiences. And so, you know, maybe growing up, like maybe she, maybe she's really tough or doesn't know how to show love because she never got that as a kid. And so you really have to empathize and just understand like why they are the way they are. And it's so hard, especially with like really toxic parents. And I think if you do have really toxic parents, then distance yourself because you can't, you can't keep yourself in that environment. But I think, with a lot of people it's really just not getting along with the parents you have to just have that level of understanding for the sake of having them in your lives and so that's kind of like what I've been doing with my mother and it's been it's been great so far like and you know she's back to commenting on my stories on Instagram and like you know being the annoying mom but like that's okay um it's a gro- it's it means you're growing like if you can have that level of maturity where you can say like you and I will never like be, be on the same page about things but like I, I'm gonna accept that for like the sake of having you in my life because I love you like that is such like a positive step towards growth and maturity so I encourage you guys to do that with parents you n- might not have a good relationship with um and that certainly was like my lesson throughout all of this but yeah, so that's that's over and dealt with. Um, it's a new week. It's a new day. Uh, new first world problems. Hey, did anyone watch the uh, the Met Gala on Monday? Because um, that was a shit show. Like the the theme was like fashion America, um, or something along those lines. And I don't think anyone really understood the theme. Like at all. Like no one's like, it just felt like all of the outfits were, were all over the place. Like, we saw Kim Kardashian wearing, like, a she looked like a demon. She looked like a demon. She was wearing, like, a t-shirt over her face um, and a cape, and you just, you couldn't see anything of her except for her ponytail. Um, and then we call that fashion. I don't know. Don't see myself really wearing that. Don't know if that'll catch on. What, it, what immediately, like, spoke to me though was like when I saw her finally post the caption saying like what's more American than a t-shirt and then I'm like ah okay I get it now uh, it was like this Balenciaga look and um I think everyone who um had Balenciaga as their designer was wearing like black um so I guess that was the vibe but you know everyone's costumes were everywhere we had, you had J-Lo wearing like a cowboy hat um Sierra wearing like a football jersey and then you had like um I don't know. You have wearing some big puffy robe-looking uh, priest hat. I don't know. It was just no one. I don't think there was like a look that really like st- stuck out to me. Like no, to me you have to go along with the theme, um, but also you know add like a little backstory. Um but I think everyone just was really confused on what to wear. You know, do you tie it to American history or do you tie it to something that is like American like football? Like how how are we approaching this? Um it was really up for interpretation, I guess, but I just I felt like everyone just kind of like what's it called? What's the word I'm like? I don't know these like I don't know these like sayings. Like missed the Missed the knob whatever you guys know what I mean um it wasn't it wasn't great I think like my favorite look was probably Kendall Jenner's she looked super super elegant um she was like her inspiration was like Audrey Hepburn um but Kendall doesn't ever do anything exciting like she always plays it safe and just wants to look really pretty and like somewhere like the Met Gala that's where you have to like test the waters and like dress in something like very fashion forward be an icon something that you would not normally wear to like any other event um and that's what I love to see is like all those different looks but this year was not great there wasn't there wasn't like a lot of the people who I like to see you know Bella Hadid wasn't there uh Kylie Jenner wasn't there Lady Gaga wasn't there so eh, underwhelming underwhelming but who I was actually like surprised to see was AOC. So she showed up. So a bunch of like uh, New York government officials always get invited to the Met Gala. And um, people don't have to pay for the ticket. Like it's typically designers who pay for the ticket, like pay for the table. And then they invite people to the Met Gala um, on behalf of them. And so, you know, she was invited and she wore this Gown that had Tax the Rich spray painted across it, and she's like at an event with like multi-millionaires. Okay. So I can only imagine like the discomfort. Like I would feel so uncomfortable wearing a dress that says tax the rich surrounded by like ultra-rich people. Um, I don't know. I just I want to know what people were saying in that room. Like when they got into like the Met, I just wanna know, like. Were they talking shit about her? Were they like, "Oh my god, like I totally agree with her"? Did was the politics not even like a thing at all? They just they were like, you know what, this is fashion. This is how you express yourself. Like I totally get it, and like we're just focused on the person. And like, I don't, I don't know. I really want to know. I'd feel so uncomfortable doing that because like you know, conflict. Um, it's very controversial, but. I, I praise her for doing that like it was very bold of her and that's who she is so I, uh, I thought that was very interesting uh, to say the least I know she got a lot of shit for it but you can't please anyone so that's just what she signed up for as a politician. Speaking of fashion, so fall, uh, the official first day of fall is next Wednesday, and um, I was looking at some fall fashion looks. It kind of makes me sad because, like, we're in that type of weather now where, like, wearing biker shorts and a crop top is, like, not an acceptable outfit anymore. Like, it's just getting a little chilly. People are going to be looking at you a little weird. Uh, So I've been, like, looking online for, like, inspo, like, things I should be getting, Um, and like a thing that everyone's wearing is the is those um those cuffed t shirts, you know, the ones that like have no arms. It's like a cuffed shirt with some like uh trousers that like go to the floor, really baggy. Um, it's actually a really sick work outfit, but I cannot wear those cuffed t shirts. Okay, I have broad shoulders and big triceps, like, I am not trying to make my my upper body look bigger than it is I can't be looking like I fucking play football on the weekends and I'm just I'm wearing my shoulder pads you know going to practice after like it's not no I can't be doing that um so it's such a cute look for people who have really skinny arms but like I I do not have really skinny arms um and you know what that's something I actually have like never been insecure about until like maybe the last year, um, a year or two, i I've just like all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, like my my arms are actually pretty big. Like, oh, I've, I've never really noticed this. Um, I, it doesn't stop me from like wearing t-shirts. I think I'm just like smart about like what works with my body. Uh, but yeah, I just, I realized that like my arms are like, they hold a lot of water weight. What I've realized is like when I don't drink a lot of water, um, you know, my body holds a lot of water weight and it's predominantly in my arms. So it's a reminder that if I don't want to have, you know, extra big arms, I should be drinking my water, um, but yeah, so like that's not a look I think I'll be wearing, but I have been looking for some inspo, um, and, uh, and i it's so hard, because like I love fall fashion, but sometimes people play, wear some weird ass shit that looks cute to girls, but like looks like ugly to men like they just don't understand the combat boots and the baggy sh- the baggy pants and like oversized jacket like it doesn't it's not appealing so I'm always like I'm like always torn because I dress for me and like what I think is cute but at the same time like I don't want thinking I don't want people thinking I'm a slob like oversized everything also looks pretty sloppy so um we're gonna see we're gonna see what we're gonna do I I still love skinny jeans for the win I I bought a pair of mom jeans but I'm still team skinny jeans that will never change it'll never it'll never change Anyways, as the weekend um, rolls in, I've come to the conclusion that I do not like making future plans. I do not. Do not make plans with me more than like five days in advance. I can't do it. I don't like the commitment. Um, It makes me feel a little trapped because like what happens if later on in that week I'm like oh you know what I don't really want to go out anymore but I don't want to like disappoint this person and then you know then I have to like you know push it back to the following week and then it's like oh well what if I just I wanted to go home or or things like that you know like I just I've decided I don't like making future plans. My favorite time to make plans is probably like after work like it's just it's easier for me to like commit to like an evening. It doesn't have to be too long and um you know I have like foresight like I know when I'm gonna finish work and and everything so it's easier for me than to like book like something on the weekend because like I just uh, my weekends are sacred now like I used to go out so it's not anyone's fault like I I love going out and socializing like that is who I am but I think like lately I think I'm just like super burnt out and I just want to like stay in or do something simple like just do a dinner but then like we're done the dinner I can go home uh or just like have a movie night like I love like the the little things I think I'm just I just want to do that now. Um, So yeah, I think, you know, moving forward, uh, I still want to see my friends. And like, I'm not saying like, if you want to do something like next week, I'm going to tell you no. Um, But like, I just want people to be comfortable with like me saying, we'll see, or I'll keep you posted. You know, it's just it's for myself and it's for my own mental health and and just being mindful of my own time. It's not like a reflection of, of me wanting to hang out with you or not wanting to hang out with you. It really is just like for my time management insanity. Uh, and so that's my new rule. Like, please just, just respect it. And I'm, I'm sorry. I don't I'm not rude. And it's not that I don't want to hang out with you. I just there are like demand. There are like many priorities that I need to like manage and You know, my mental health and my my time management is one of them make sure you give this a five-star rating on iTunes and uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thank you guys so much. I know I didn't post an episode last week. I actually like took the week off from work. So I just decided to do absolutely nothing, like no commitment to anything. Um, So that was why. And I should have probably said that. Uh, And then this week I just got crazy busy when I got back to work. So I just, again, time management, time management here, people. Um, So, you know, thanks for being patient. Love that you continue to listen to this. episode. This podcast, Uh, and uh, I will I will see you when I see you. Bye bye.